Welcome to the exciting education and adventures of Glory Bandobini as she begins her life at Glory Bee Farm in Clearwater, Florida. This is an adventure tale for children of all ages. Welcome everyone. We hope you enjoy her journey. Talk to me, Goose. While the investigation into what happened to Glory is ongoing, all flights are grounded. Grounding flights is a rare occurrence. Typically, the only time bees aren't out grocery shopping and making water runs is when it's raining heavily or the weather is below about 50 degrees Fahrenheit or 10 degrees Celsius. Weather dictates certain activities. For example, if it's overcast and there's no sunshine, the bees will have trouble navigating distances because much of their ability to navigate is based on the sun. Yes, memory is a factor, but the sun is crucial to them. The committee heading up the investigation includes several elder bees and a mediator to keep the peace. It is being organized in typical bee fashion, very quickly. Glory is still in observation at Doc Ellis Clinic, and all the bees in the hive are somber. The wait, while not a long wait, is excruciating. When the bees are grounded, they continue to build comb and tend the brood, but not being able to go outside creates a tension amongst the ranks. The mediator taps a small pebble against another, making a clacking noise. The elders sit on one side, with Angela and Cece on the other. We call this inquiry to order. Everyone please be seated. She clacks the rocks together again, holding each stone with two little bee hands. First, we're going to hear about what caused the distraction that prevented the commander and Angela from keeping eyes on Glory on her flight. The mediator looks up over reader glasses and points at Cece. Commander, what led up to Glory being unsupervised? She takes off her glasses. Cece stands and begins to tell the story of how Sweet Bee got assaulted by poop. Just as she gets to the part where Angela joins her, she's interrupted. The mediator raises several spindly bee arms, stopping Cece. Who else was on the flight deck assisting your crews on the flight in question? There was just Angela with me out there, madame. Cece looks over at Angela. Both bees are clearly apprehensive. Why were there no other spotters on deck? The mediator looks back and forth between the two of them. It's my understanding after reviewing the rules of engagement that each flight crew have two spotters on site, especially during orientation. Angela steps up and answers the mediator. Well, ma'am, I have no idea. I was only concerned with our crew, not the other crews taking their first flights. Well, how many crews were out there? Oh, I'm not certain. I would say at least five others. We don't keep track of the others. Angela is fidgeting with her antenna. The mediator continues. In the manual, it specifically states that each crew have two spotters. We're going to have to have an entire meeting of crew leaders to make sure this doesn't happen again. Ever. By my calculations, there should have been at least a dozen additional spotters out there with used two. Angela looks over at Cece and whispers to her sister. Two for each crew? Angela responds out loud. I didn't know this was a mandate for flight or I would have been on the lookout. Cece continues. When was this mandate implemented into the flight manual? The mediator 
is shuffling papers and squinting to see. Another committee member hands her her reading glasses. Well, it's been in effect since I've been on the board. She places the glasses on her face, no nose to hold them up, and as the glasses slide off her head again, she puts the papers down frustrated. Well, I think this is a lack of communication between the oversight committee and the flight instructors. We need to rectify this problem immediately. Certainly all flights are suspended until a have-wide memorandum is circulated. Let's get out there and make sure the rules of engagement are being followed to the T. We don't want to lose another crew member because of a lack of communication. I think we lucked out here. And it's just a blessing that Glory wasn't lost or seriously injured. The mediator bee stands. All the bees, including Cece and Angela, stand up and wait for the mediator's final words. I don't think the committee needs to meet behind closed hexagons. I hereby release Angela Bandobini and Commander Bandobini from any further penalty or repercussions from this incident. Let's make sure this never happens again. Elders, meet with your team leaders and let's get the word out. No flats are to take place if each crew does not have two spiders on site, ever. I call this meeting and investigation closed. The mediator grabs her glasses and turns to leave. She turns around and says, you two get those girls back up on the first flight out after the word is spread. Glory needs to be airbound as soon as possible. I don't want to lose a young bee and waste all that training for one misstep. Plus, I hear her flight jacket is the bomb diggity. Cece and Angela are left stunned. How on hive could such an important law have been ignored? Angela turns to her sister. Did you know about the mandate included in the manual? And I have never read the manual. I didn't even know there was a manual, Cece replied. Angela replies to Cece. Dude, I can't read. What's reading, Zista? The dumbfounded sisters walk off shaking their heads. Cece? Jazzista? I hope the manual was verbal. Scientifically speaking, temperature is important for the Apis mellifera. Domesticated bees keep the hive temperature at right around 95 degrees Fahrenheit or 35 degrees Celsius. See chapters 14 and 15 to review how bees keep the hive and brood warm. When the temperature outside reaches 50 degrees Fahrenheit or 10 degrees Celsius, brood rearing ceases and workers cannot fly. They form a tight cluster when the temperature dips below 57 degrees Fahrenheit, 14 degrees Celsius. By the time the temperature drops to 42 degrees Fahrenheit or 5.6 degrees Celsius, they can't move. When it gets to 40 degrees Fahrenheit or 4.4 degrees Celsius, the bees will die if they are alone. A cluster of bees dies at below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. In chapter 19, pheromones are discussed in relation to guarding the hive and how these hormones are used to release the alarm odor. Pheromones are used by the queen as well to control the colony. This is the quickest way bees communicate with each other. The most powerful sense humans have is our olfactory senses. And in bees, these senses are also very powerful. Honey buzz? Well, our crew is in the clear. Glory is on the mend. I wonder how long it will take to get the message out about spotters.
based on the behavior of our Bandobini family. It shouldn't take too long to have flight crews back in the air. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode and join us next time for the continuation of Glory's adventure. You can follow us on our website at glorybeefarm.com and on Instagram at wearegloriebeefarm. You can also follow Glory on Instagram as well. Just go to Glory Bandobini. Did you enjoy this episode? Drop us a line and let us know. The best way to show your appreciation is to share glory with your friends. Until next time, be well, be inspired, and most of all, be kind to each other.